This is Season 1, Episode 1, Introducing the Simplify and Multiply Show. What I'll be covering in this show is about why I created Simplify and Multiply and give you a little bit of backstory about my solo journey. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. So one day I was walking along the beach on a sidewalk just on the other side of the dunes and all of the sea grapes in Palm Beach County where I live in Florida. And it was a gorgeous day. The sun was uh, just getting ready to set and it was just that time of day that everything just gets really calm and easy and just the energy of the beach is just wonderful. It's one of my favorite things to do. Either I'll go in the morning or I'll go in the evening, but I love to get it at the beginning or at the end of the day. And I find myself as I'm walking along the beach that I get really inspired by listening to either music or a good podcast or something that really kind of gets my creative juices flowing. And I'm always looking for things that can do that for me. And I happen to be listening to a podcast that was talking about creating like a title or a brand or something that's easy uh, for people to remember, like a catchphrase or something that you would use maybe as a speaker or as you're doing a presentation to an audience that you're trying to sell an idea to. And as I was listening, I was kind of half listening and I was half trying to come up with my own catchphrase, my own, not really a tagline because, you know, that's more around branding and stuff. And so I was thinking to myself, well, what do I really do for the people that I I actually have as clients in their businesses? What do I actually do? Well, I give them a lot of confidence and I also simplify life for them. I, I make things a lot easier because sometimes marketing and business development can be really complicated, especially when you're a solopreneur. And so I started thinking more along the lines of simplify and how I love the whole concept around simplifying life and being organized and just making things easier on yourself. And then I started thinking, well, what happens when you simplify something or when you make it easier on yourself? Well, you open up avenues for new opportunities. You can increase your income. You can increase your health and your vitality. And so I started thinking, well, what's a good word that maybe rhymes with that or sounds similar to that? And that's kind of where I came up with Simplify and Multiply. And when it first popped into my head, I don't know if it was an inspired idea that was given to me uh, from above, if you know what I mean, or if it was something that actually, uh, you know, I just noodled through as I was listening to that podcast. But either way, I just fell in love with it instantly because I could really get a sense of what that could mean potentially for not only myself, but the people who are out there in the world who are struggling with their business or just struggling with whatever project they're trying to do, and they really want to make things easier. 
And so that's kind of where the name came from, if you're wondering. And the more I started thinking about it, the more I started realizing the potential. And I was like, I've got to do a podcast about this. I've got to do it and, and you know, really expand on this idea. And so that's kind of where that came from, the, the whole simplify and multiply. Now, as I delved into more about what is simplify and multiply and what it is to be a uh, solopreneur, I started thinking about how I approach every relationship and communication and marketing or business development engagement with my clients. And when I started thinking about that, I'm like, yeah, that is where the simplify comes in. But I'm so committed to developing relationships and helping people grow that it's it feeds right into that. And so I started thinking, well, maybe I should, you know, do some content around what I'm doing for my clients, but make it available to a wider audience. And so, bing, that's exactly what happened, right? I actually created this podcast for that purpose because I started looking at other uh, solopreneurs who are out there doing their own thing, whether it was a side hustle or if it was a full-time thing they've been doing for years, and just realizing that a lot of them struggle with the same issues. And these are issues I actually struggled with when I was first starting. And to some degree, I actually still am challenged with. So I really want this uh, show to be a backdrop for celebrating what it is to be a solopreneur and to celebrate the solo economy. And the more I read posts and read what's in the news and everything that's going on, the more I'm realizing that we are really entering an era of independent business owners that is going to really shore up the economy globally and create this environment for business that is fertile and exciting and new and the ability to innovate and accelerate what is being developed and brought into the world is just limitless. And it gets me so excited to think about it. I also wanted to incorporate into this podcast just an understanding for the the personal slash mental slash spiritual side, the emotional side of what it is to be a solo. Because solo is you know, it's by yourself and it can be lonely. And I wanted to create a place for solos to congregate and feel part of a larger community of peers so we can all celebrate the solo economy together. So that's just kind of my intro into why I created the Simplify Multiply Show, why I named it what it what it is and how it all happened. And that's how everything happens with me. It's like really organic. It's very creative, very inspirational. And I want to extend what I've learned and explore things with you and learn from you as well as we go along on this journey together. Now, one of the things that I get asked about a lot is, you know, about my business, how I got started in business and, you know, where did the desire to be a solopreneur come from? And so I'll just tell you a real quick uh, history of my life as a solopreneur. And I really think that my whole desire around simplification and ease of living came like, I think it's just imbued in my DNA. Because I remember when I was in high school and I read Henry David Thoreau's book, Walden, and how (laughs) Henry David Thoreau just went into the woods and, you know, just kind of like lived, built this shack and lived by Walden Pond. And he had his, his buddy Emerson to hang out with. But for the most part, 
He was really making a statement about simple living, and that really resonated with me as a young person. And ever since then, I've always striven for, you know, keeping things simple in my life and uh, reducing the amount of burden and challenges that I have from a stuff perspective. Not that stuff and material things are bad, but just for the easy breezy way of living and enjoying life for everything. And so I think that's really where it, the initial inspiration come from, came from was when I read that book. And I also modeled my dad's on, uh, flair for entrepreneurship. And my dad started, when he got out of the Navy and married my mom and started raising our family, he got a job selling nuts and bolts for a company outside Philadelphia. And he worked with my uncle and um, the two of them decided to start their own nuts and bolts distributorship outside of Philadelphia back in 1968. And I remember how hard my dad worked and how he built this business up from the ground up. And it ended up being a very successful enterprise. He had branches you know, throughout the East Coast. He had clients like General Electric, Black & Decker, Hearst Gear Shifts. I mean, so many different uh, manufacturers that back then, they all bought U.S. Uh, materials and from U.S. companies. And I guess being in that environment, you know, working out in his warehouse when I was in high school and bagging nuts and bolts and kind of being exposed to that environment really gave me the bug. And I can remember now it won't be to the degree of Gary Vaynerchuk selling, you know, the, the baseball cards when he was just a little kid. It's not that extreme, but I always had this creative flair. I always loved drawing, always loved writing stories and creating cartoons. And I was just full of all of this creative energy and I didn't know what to do with it. So I ended up going to art school to get a degree in commercial art and then went on from that to, um, you know, have lots of jobs around commercial art. And of course, I got out of school when the economy was horrible. <laughs> and I lived in Pittsburgh at the time. So everything was depressed. It was it was just a mess. But I was so excited to be finally working and finally doing my my thing. And my first job, I worked for a small family business setting type. And I can remember working like you know, 100 hour weeks, and I've saved all this money. And then finally, I was like, you know, what am I doing here setting type, I need to be doing something more artistic, because I've got this art degree, right. So I decided to leave that business and start my own first business. Now my first business was a greeting card company, believe it or not, I called it Pappy Cards. And I loved it because I could not only do the drawings for the cards, but I also wrote the sentiments. And so it satisfied both of those creative energy pockets for me. So the writing and the design. I actually would take these cards and I'd go door to door on greeting card stores, gift shops, all over Pittsburgh and just say, hey, I'm the artist, you know. I <laughs> and I was like 23, I think, when I did that. And I can remember these people, I think they bought mainly from me because I was so innocent and like, you know, like a little happy little lamb just going, hey, this is my stuff. You want to buy it? You know, like some little kid selling posters door to door chocolate bars. <laughs> and I can remember I actually did really good given, you know, my situation and what I was competing with. And I had cards all over Pittsburgh and it was so much fun. I love doing it. But here's the thing you can't get rich selling greeting cards unless you're somebody like Hallmark. Let me tell you, like every card I made was like a buck fifty. 
And in retail, it's everything's Keystone, so that's half. So I would get 75 cents a card. And I could get the cards in the store, but I could never go back and like sell a lot more. I could only refill certain amounts because they just weren't selling like crazy because there were so many choices. There was just cards everywhere. So I did that for about three and a half years until I got to the point where I just couldn't financially support myself and I had to go back to work. So I went back to work and I did all these great different jobs, you know, printing companies, ad agencies. I was always doing something creative and having a lot of fun. And at one point, I, I can remember laying under my, my very old house in Pittsburgh one January, very, very cold January morning at like 6 a.m. with a hairdryer on an extension cord under the crawl space of my house trying to, <laughs> trying to unfreeze my pipes because I had to take a shower to go to work. And it was an old house. I didn't know what I was doing, but it actually worked. I actually got my pipes done free so I could take a shower. And I was laying there going, oh, my God, this sucks. I have got to get out of here. And so within like a month, I was packed up and totally relocated down to Florida. And so that's how I ended up in Florida. It was just like those cold Pittsburgh winters just did me in. (laughs) And at that point, I actually was in between jobs, which was kind of perfect the way it all worked out. And so when I started everything down in Florida, I got a job working for a printing company. And then I had multiple jobs after that. I worked for a newspaper. I worked for an ad agency. Uh, I worked on the client side in the, and started doing a lot of web work and leading you know, teams through web design and managing the marketing on the website for major brands like Marriott and CNL and things like that. And I loved it. I loved the... Um, the whole new media side. I love the speed with which you could actually bring things into reality, where uh, when I went to art school, everything was old school. (laughs) It was, you know, you work on letterpress, you did everything by hand. It was all cut and paste. You had to lay out stuff by hand. And and it was great way to learn all of those skills like a craft. But once the, you know, desktop publishing hit the scene and the internet hit the scene, it was like, I'm free, I'm free. This is great. I love it because I could make things happen so much quicker. So that's kind of how my journey went up to the point where my last corporate job was working for Marriott Vacation Club, which was the timeshare um, division of Marriott International. And I worked there for about six years, and it was right around the time of the the market really, really kind of crashing, and that was in 2006. So they started laying off a lot of the workforce. So I was one of those uh, people that got riffed out of the company. And so it was a really tough time for me because I had really invested a lot in that career. I wanted to stay with the company. Marriott was an amazing and is an amazing company because when I first started working there was when my husband Chuck was very sick with uh, melanoma cancer. And for the literally entire um, time that I worked there from like, you know, 2000 to 2004, They had to support me while I took care of him as he was going through his cancer uh, treatments and journey. So I had to work from home a lot. And they were so incredibly accommodating. And I had great directors and great people that supported me while I was supporting him. And when he passed away in 2004, 
it was like my life raft. You know, I just like, oh, thank God I've got this job and I've got people around me who really care and blah, blah, blah. And within a year and a half, I was riffed out of the company. So here I am with two mortgages, you know, a house with two mortgages on it. It was a year and a half after my husband passed away. And I get laid off of a job that I never really wanted to leave. I loved my job. I loved working there. And it was like a coming to reality kind of experience where I was like, oh, my God, am I going to survive this? I thought the worst thing I went through was losing my husband. But now I've got this on top of it. And so it ended up being a, a moment. You know how you have those moments in life where it's like you go through this turnstile or you come to a crossroads or whatever the expression is. And you realize, oh, my God, this this is like an opportunity. And so I considered going back to school. I considered, you know, I, I was looking for other work. But because of the what was happening in the economy, it was very challenging for me to find something that was comparable to what I had without relocating or doing something more serious. And so it hit me one day. I'm like, wait a minute. Why don't I hang out my shingle? Why don't I? do what I've always wanted to do, which is have my own business. And that's how it started. I leveraged a lot of the relationships that I had um, at Marriott. There were a lot of other people that got riffed out along with me. Some of them became my first clients. And I can remember I lived in this community and they had a, a monthly magazine that they put out or they also had a online classifieds. And I remember posting an online classified ad in the um, in my community's newsletter saying, hey, if you live in this community, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm a web designer, I'll design your website for like some really super cheap rate. It was like I was giving like a 50% discount or something like that. I mean, I was that desperate for any kind of work. And so I, um, I actually got my very first client that way. He was a neighbor and he had a, a communications company. And he reached out to me and he's like, hey, Terry, you know, blah, 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 let's work together. And I'm like, great. So I'm like, I'm off and running. And that's really how it started. And I was very lucky in my first, you know, probably four or five years that I literally never had to sell. I mean, other than that classified ad, I never did advertising. I never did anything. I got every bit of uh, client work through referral. And it's, it's amazing how I'd get a new client and then they would talk to somebody and then these, these perfect strangers would reach out to me and say, hey, I talked to so-and-so. He's your client. He said you do websites or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's literally how I got my start. And I was so lucky to have so many people uh, do referrals. And I'm going to be talking a lot about referrals and building business in this podcast. So just know that I've been through, <laughs> talk about baptism by fire. I've been through a lot of this stuff. And I'm telling you, if you can avoid some of the mistakes I've made, then I will be doing my job in the Simplify Multiply show. And that's a lot of what I want to put into this show is really helping you, you know, sidestep those mistakes I made when I was first getting started. Not that you're first getting started, but if there's anything I can offer to help you, to help you be more successful, to help you, you know, stay more sane and more inspired and more, you know, keeping that passion high for what it is that you love to do, that's really what I want to offer. And I want to give you tactical guidance as well as inspirational guidance. And it's just so important to have both. you got to have balance in your business as well as in your personal life. 
and having that that guidance that's not just the how-to, like how to advertise on Facebook or how to lay out your website so it acts like a sales funnel. I mean, all that stuff is great and really helpful. It can give you some ideas that really can help move the needle on what you're trying to accomplish in your business. But at the end of the day, if your head and your heart are not right, if they're not in the place that you really need them to be in order to be successful for yourself, where you can actually get things out of what you're doing in your business, it shouldn't just be a machine of churn and income. And it really needs to be something that is truly satisfying, truly fulfilling, and really something that you jump out of bed in the morning like, I can't wait to take care of this client, or I can't wait to go and explore this new opportunity to innovate my product or something like that. And those are some of the things that I want to put into this and I will be putting into this. And so it's not just about the how, it's about the why and why we're doing this and why we're, we're all in here together as solopreneurs building our businesses and supporting our families and our lifestyle and what we're trying to um, accomplish in life. And, you know, everything in life is like an action journey. It's like we're, we're in action. We're doing things. We're moving our hands. We're typing. We're traveling. We're presenting. We're building. We're making. You know, we're constantly in this creative, action-oriented uh, way of being. But it's also a very spiritual and emotional and mental way of being as well. So I'm going to also be offering a lot of things that are around how to shore up your softer side, so to speak, how to bring out more empathy, how to, you know, really enjoy what you're doing to the point where you don't get as worked up about stuff. See, to me, that's about simplifying. So if you simplify how your business operates, you'll multiply opportunities for inspiration and new ideas and innovation and things like that. And that's where the simplify multiply comes in so well. And these are some of the things that I want to cover. So I'm so excited about the exploding solo economy. And I can see so many signs of opportunity for innovation and for new ideas. And, you know, it's funny because I catch myself sometimes. I was watching, I can't remember if it was a video or, or something on TV or I don't know. I can't remember. I, I have so many media sources I can never remember. I have to like write it down to actually remember. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? And I was seeing this um, young group of entrepreneurs that were out starting new businesses and doing these exciting things. And there was really nothing terribly innovative about what they were selling. Like they were selling jeans or they were selling, you know, some bottled honey or, you know, a makeup product or whatever it was. But I had this like kind of like pang in my throat about oh, there's these young people coming on scene and they're, they've got all these fresh ideas and they've got so much energy and vitality. And I remember when I used to feel that way because, you know, I'm in my 50s now. So, but yet I have to stop and say, wait a minute, I'm in like the best part of my life right now and things are only getting better. I mean, look at me, I'm starting a new podcast and I'm in my 50s. 
And I think that there are so many awesome people out there that are leaving the corporate life that are maybe done raising their kids. And they're like, you know, I've always had this interest in X and I would love to, you know, maybe start doing that more full time or, you know, maybe build a business around it. Maybe I could take the thing I make or the thing I love to do and actually create a business around it. And that just excites me so much. And I think that this solo economy is going to be revolutionary for the whole globe. And this is a trend that has been going on for a while. And I think that the internet and just access to uh, communications and resources and low barriers of entry are making it so easy for people to start their own business and hang out their shingle and build a brand and make stuff and learn how to do it. We've got so much information and education right at our fingertips that we can figure it out. And see, that's what I mean when I talk about the how and the why. Because if you're not taking care of the why and the heart and the head, then the the how and the mechanics of it, after a while, it's going to wear you out. It's totally going to wear you out. And that's what I really want to create balance around is it's important to have the how and to go through everything you need to go through to run a business. But it's also really super important to take care of yourself. And so what's ahead for the Simplify and Multiply show? It's going to be a very organic and evolving show. I want you to feel free to engage with me with questions, feedback, challenges you're having in your business. And I'm going to address it right here on the show. And I want you to go to simplifyandmultiply.com and just you know, fill out the form says, this is what I'm dealing with. However you want to share it uh, with me. You can even just send me an email, terry at better3.com. And let me know what you're struggling with, what you want me to do research for you and come on the show and actually talk about it. Because this is something that I am incredibly passionate about and excited about. And I want it to be a good resource. I want it to be inspirational for you. I want it to be helpful for you. And I want through engaging with you and the Simplify and Multiply Peer Club community, I really want to improve what I'm doing for my clients in my world as well and learn myself because I am on a ever- evergreen learning journey. And I just love learning. And the best way to learn is with other people. So my goal is to provide enormous value, entertainment, and guidance that will help you fulfill on your solo vision. So anyway, I just wanted to give you that intro uh, episode so you know where I'm coming from, you know what I'm about, and what this podcast is going to be about. And I'm super excited. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to hearing from you what are the things that you want to do to improve your business and make being a solo the best thing that you've ever done in your life. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up.
Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.